This one seems obvious. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? Nine inches, 11 feet. Uh, nothing's built for people who are 11 feet tall. Nine inches, you just get to get away with everything. Like nobody knows you. You gotta hide from predators. That's a bummer. But it's like uh, like chihuahuas are now predators. That's true. That's true. This is the Generally Accepted Accounting Podcast. That's GAP for all you accounting nerds. It's a podcast produced by Casey Peterson, LTD. We're a firm of CPAs and financial advisors based in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we'll be talking about tax, finance, accounting, audit, and a bunch of other topics that sound really boring, but that we're going to make hip and cool. Or we'll try anyway. So stick around to learn more. And now for something completely different. This podcast was supposed to be on a totally different topic, but like some things in life, it went a little sideways. So we pivoted! And we also realized that despite the fact that we, Evan and Hillary, have been doing this for a while, well, we've never actually introduced ourselves. So if you've been curious about the weirdos behind the mic, then get ready to meet the CX manager, that's Hillary, me, and the visual production associate, that's Evan. As always, there will be terrible jokes, but witty banter. So listen in to learn more. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is a, a kind of filler podcast, but but one that you're going to just, oh, it's just going to be so in entertaining and intriguing because we realized, and by we, I mean me, Hillary, and that other guy, Evan, that nowhere in the history of this podcast have we actually ever said who we are, why we're doing this, uh, wh what kind of randos are just asking these questions. And so we thought, uh, you know, now that we've been doing this for like, like what, Evan, like a year and a half? Yeah. I think a little over a year at least, so. Um, we should maybe do that so that people aren't um, confused or just have given up and just thought that we were going to be international people of mystery forever. Finally, we can talk about ourselves. All these people wanting to talk about, like, financial topics, and the hosts are way more interesting than the subjects, so let's <laughs> just get to the meat of it. I can't wait for how when we never share this with anyone else in the first. <laughs> All right, Evan. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What uh, What's your specialty? Why are you here? I, I am five foot seven, and that's a little bit about myself. So, but a bunch. Okay. Okay. So I started photography a long time ago um, because my mom gave me her cell phone to take pictures of one day. Cool. And that's what started me into the uh, career of visual arts. A uh, little little mount test at the time. So I ended up going to uh, the University of Nebraska, Omaha, because I had a full ride there and I was told that college degrees were good. And that was a way if they're, <laughs> they're going to offer you free school, you might as well take it because then you can just hold that over everybody else's head as they drown in student debt. Um, true, true. Fair enough. So I decided to get a degree in graphic design because that seemed like a reasonable thing to do because photography is not really something that you can make a living out of. Unless you just shoot a bunch of weddings, and I didn't want to do that. So I figured graphic design could at least complement my skill set. And while I was going to school, I also kind of got involved in a little more photojournalism, um, videography, that type of thing, through various side hustles and personal projects. So at the end of the day, you wound up with a person with just a skill set of doing almost anything visually that anybody asks for. I end up being kind of a, a yes man of visuals, so... That is, that's more or less my, the history of, of why I am the way I am. 
But we're printing new business cards for you, and it's just going to be the yes man of visuals. Yeah, sort of. pretty much. <clears throat> pretty much. That, that's Swagmaster. You have to get a new hat. Uh, another hat, yes. Another hat. <laughs> so talk about after you got um, your degree in, in graphic design, well, where did you end up next? When I was in school, um, I had met a couple of other people just through various photography communities um, that led to things like storm chasing and wildlife photography and going up to the Black Hills and Badlands. Um, so I'd never really been up here before. It was probably one of the earlier years uh, in college, probably freshman year of college. And because my family never went camping or anything like that, it seems like everybody else is like, really, we to the Black Hills as a family for camping trips. I didn't have any of that. Uh, I came up here for storm chasing. And I think fall colors one year, actually. So after I had been up here a couple of times, I was like, you know, I don't think I wouldn't mind moving there. So kind of it was either search for jobs in Omaha, where there's, you know, a lot of places to work, obviously. But there's also a lot of other craft designers and, and artsy people. So I decided Big Fish Small Pond, way more fun. Started looking for jobs up in Rapid City because uh, that's the place that you get jobs around the Black Hills mostly. True. True. Um, ended up landing a position at a car dealership or group of car dealerships uh basically being their commercial creator slash visual photography guy so yeah did that for five years and then i was poached by you as you know <laughs> stolen to casey peterson uh for all of my various visual skills that's true and now with your various visual skills we make sure to put you on something that is not visual at all which is a podcast well you know we we can't make editable pdfs all day sometimes we sure. have to talk about ourselves at least there's i mean a, a component of audio that you have to edit so oh great i get to edit my voice this will be really fun you get to listen to your own voice in your ear for a long time mm -hmm. it'll be a hoot <laughs> yeah and you also happen to have like like a personal life like you aren't just a robot who works you have you mentioned the storm chasing um and the photography and stuff like that but you also have a, a family i think i remember hearing about yeah kind of it's not <laughs> <laughs> so I also so this is a, this is a fun fact that I feel like a lot of people probably don't know about me. Um, and since we're kind of introducing ourselves, might as well. I met my wife online on a photography website. And how old were you at the time that you met her? Oh, I, you know, actually, I think I did the math the other day. I think we were like sixteen, maybe Ooh. fifteen, sixteen. Babies, just babies. And they let us on the internet. Crazy. That's true. Unsupervised, kind of. Hmm. Yeah. So eventually she ended up moving up to Omaha with me. Uh, she was from Georgia. And then we just keep moving farther and farther northwest from there. Now we're in South Dakota. And I can only assume that my kids will end up in Oregon. So as far as far as what's the farthest they could get from Alaska, maybe a farthest yeah, they could get from they could the Aleutian Islands up, up there. <laughs> like, so, yeah, we have then since had three kids, two of which came three months ago. So we've got twin daughters and then a two-year-old daughter so we are full up of just little ladies running around here and and, and i'm sure you're just you're fully caught up on sleep since that's happened you're not mostly not tired. mostly good i mean the, the babies actually sleep pretty good um knock on wood there's supposed to be some kind of four-month regression where they stop sleeping consistently so we'll see if that happens we've been lucky so far so far the twins have generally slept through the night once we finally get them to bed it does take a while to get them to sleep but yeah, I could see that. Sometimes, you know, they, they probably have started that process where they're already doom scrolling through their own minds. Even even yeah. at a young age, it starts. Yep. And Sarah works at, uh, she started at Shopco. We moved up here and now she works at Western Dakota Tech in admissions. So very cool. Very nice. That's my entire life. 
There we go. I have a thousand hobbies. We could do a podcast about each of them. But... That is true. Let Evan list out for you all of his hobbies, um, and then he will aggressively recruit you to take part in his hobbies with him. Yeah. So be prepared. <laughs> so I'm a transplant, um, but not a COVID transplant. I want to be very clear about that. I was up here before. It was cool. Um, <laughs> and before the housing market got absolutely crazy, thank God. But <laughs> So I'm a transplant from um, Omaha, but you... Are not a transplant. You have been a South Dakota lifer. Is that correct? Kind of, yeah. I, I was I was born here in the western part of the state um, and lived not too far from Rapid, about forty five miles, however far Lee Deadwood is. Until I was like eleven, and then um, my mom had a midlife crisis, decided she needed a college degree, and so we moved to the other side of the state. Um, for those of you not familiar, there's the East River West River divide. Um, I can tell you which side I prefer based on where I'm living now. So <laughs> I graduated my school out there, went to college out there. I did spend all of two and a half years in North Dakota um, because I got a degree in journalism, print journalism, very useful. Um, That's hot these days. Yeah, it's just, whoo, all the rage, all the kids are into it. Uh, I think it's number two after wanting to be a social media influencer, they want to be a print journalist. Yep, right up there. Spent two two and a half years working at the newspaper up there. That was owned by the same company as the the newspaper in Rapid. And so I wanted to come home to where what felt like home. And so I moved to the newspaper down here. Spent like two and a half years there. Spent about a decade at an energy company and then got into the same car car conglomerate, I think is how I... Dealership conglomerate? I think that's how yeah, I usually refer to it. It sounds fancy instead of just yeah. dealership. Oh, that doesn't sound as good. Yeah. Auto group, please. Auto group. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's where I met you. I think I was there for about 18 months and then I got poached by another friend to come work for Casey Peterson. And so... Started out in traditional marketing, and then she moved on to a different role, and we looked at what we were doing and decided that client experience and just focusing on our current clients a little bit more than trying to bring in new ones made more sense. And so that's what we did, and we keep creating stuff at an alarming clip, blogs and communications materials and podcasts and videos, internal, external, uh, yeah, all that stuff. And now we get paid to talk about ourselves. And now we're getting paid to talk about ourselves. To be clear, this was supposed to be a different podcast, but we are nothing if not agile. And yeah. so, punted. Well, we tried to get people useful information, but you know what? Mm-hmm. When the cards fall to the table and you're left with just the host, this is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> Turns out there's like this looming tax deadline and people are really busy right now. And so, this is what you get. You get to talk to the host. Yeah, that's right. So, we are the non-traditional, or a couple of the non-traditional folks at KCC. We talked to one of them previously, our firm administrator, Vanessa. We've got um, HR. We've got some, the OO team, organizational optimization. We've got admin staff. We've got support services, which is a group of us that um, support all of the, all of the awesome accountants and CPAs. And yeah, that's kind of what, that's kind of what we do. The best river is best river, uh, as, as we've established. You moved out here, did a bunch of jobs. We somehow crossed paths at a car dealership. <laughs> Life is so strange. Uh, it is a weird... and, I, and I don't recall seeing poaching as one of the industries or services that we offer, but it sounds like it sounds like it's consistent enough that maybe we should. I think so. We might have to list that uh, once we do the website redesign. We might have to list like tax, attest, healthcare, poaching. Not animals. Not into that. No, 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 no. Just people. When we recognize someone who we want to work with as a great person, well, then we just jump on that as quickly as possible. 
And you are also not a robot. Um, <laughs> you seem to have more social connections than is possible for a person that claims to be an introvert. But uh, I don't think you're alone in this world. It, yeah, that's true. It's weird for someone who, um, you know, people, not necessarily my favorite, um, but I do have a lot of friends and no one is more surprised about that than me. Um, so, and I'm also married to my husband, Lynn, about to celebrate 13 years of marriage in October. Seems crazy. And we recently rescued a super neurotic doodle that we are trying to make into someone who is acceptable to be around. So pray for us. That's that's hard to do. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, um, or if you're a human being that lives within a 500 mile radius of Rapid City, you probably know Lynn. Um, <laughs> you do talk to him. You have. Um, he it, not just because he works out at a at a boat shop and has um, since the dawn of time, but just because he just. He's, he just knows everybody, and he is one of those those peoply people. Uh, even though he would argue that he's not, um, he he just he knows everybody. We can't go to Target without it taking like three times as long as it should because he just runs into half the city that he knows. So yeah, he's he's dead wrong. He would be a great mayor of a of a smaller or mid sized town. He would. He would be. He would probably be over there like helping people unclog their drains at three a.m. or something like that. I just feel like that would that is his calling. I think. Um, you mentioned that there was kind of a pivot or a shift when your predecessor left. So obviously that was kind of a change from sort of a more marketing focused, trying to get new clients in to taking good care of our current clients um, and sort of a more CX based approach. So what kind of, what was that conversation like? Um, and I guess, why did that kind of come up? Uh, I think when my predecessor left, we just decided to take a look at everything that we were doing to make sure that it still made sense for the firm. It was kind of after COVID, and we realized something that's still true now in that attracting new clients wasn't really our focus. Not that we're turning anybody away, but that the idea of traditional marketing generally is you're trying to get new people in the door. Uh, generally, that's pretty expensive. It's kind of a long game. But if you can retain your current clients, if you can take really good care of them, if you can meet their needs, um, kind of anticipate their needs, treat them really well, and they stick around, um, that actually is, one, it's a lot less costly. And two, you just, your staff get a better feel for, they've been working with these people, the clients have been working with staff, there's just kind of a better feeling all the way around, as opposed to bringing in someone new who maybe is or isn't the best fit, uh, and then you kind of have that getting to know you, period. Um, and so we decided that it made more sense to just really focus on making sure that the experience we were providing our current clients was the best that it could be. So that was sort of the pivot there. Yeah. I wasn't really sure what the culture was like before I had started there. Uh, but I do remember like after starting, being pretty impressed that people were very like client minded and client focused um, just in pretty much all of their business dealings or kind of daily activities like yeah. Everything sort of came down to, does this make it better for the client? Is this a better service for the client? So I was really impressed by that when I started, and I didn't know how long that had really existed. But I feel like, obviously, in the professional services industry, you're going to be focused on providing a good client experience, hopefully, uh, and not just grinding through people. Hopefully, um, that's the goal. Hang on to the people that you have. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seems like people have been fairly receptive towards that that goal of retaining their clients and making their current clients really happy. Would you agree with that? I definitely think that's the case. I think when it was more of a marketing focus, um, that was definitely something that felt separate from them. Like we have a marketing department. That's not something that I do. 
I work for clients, but when we said, no, no, we're going to do client experience and they were like, oh, I have clients and I want them to have a good experience. I see more how this fits into my everyday duties. And then there was a lot less, I don't know that there was resistance, but there was just a lot less of, well, you do the marketing piece and we do this piece. And it was more of a like, no, we all do this together. So that was a, I don't know that was a shift, but I think it's some, been something that we've basically just only gotten positive responses from our team about. So just been cool. Do I do really love that kind of connection to the rest of the firm where what we do is kind of intertwined with exactly how they interact with clients. Yep. What we do is about you. Is about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so strange. It feels like a tang. We really like to lead the way. Yeah. Hey, we should print that on a wall. A couple of them, maybe. Maybe put our, our values around. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do a few fun things for those of you that are still stuck around and listened to that. Um, we've got some uh, would you rathers. I'm going to kick this off. I found one. Yeah, this one's real weird. Evan, would you rather spend the weekend with pirates or ninjas? Ooh, so pirates would be like a party, probably. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Run. There'd be ninjas. Am I a ninja with them? Or are there just ninjas that exist around them? I'm thinking it's just that these the pirates exist around you and the ninjas exist around you. You are not part of either of these groups. So the ninjas would be creepy because uh, I would feel like people were watching me. But on the other hand, they'd probably be so stealthy that I could just go about my business as usual um, and have a normal weekend. Whereas I just I don't know if I have the energy right now to hang with a bunch of pirates. Um, but I am always looking for an excuse to go on a boat. So let's go pirates. I'd go pirates. Pirates? Okay. I'm trying to think who would be more responsible watching your kids, and I can't really see either. No, no this in this no. scenario, uh, there are no kids. This is just me on <laughs> an <you>? island. <laughs> the children are elsewhere. It's only Evan. Because then I would have to pick ninjas, because um, I, I don't think I could trust pirates with babies. That's true. That does seem like, because they, they'd probably be all hopped up on the rum, and you don't want that around your kids. Would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night? Oh, that's easy. I would rather the day. I mean, there's so much light and I'm so pale. And so the sun just doesn't play with this. So if I had to be a vampire, no problem. I got that. You would get so much paler. I would, which I don't even think is at some point I assume I would just become translucent. I don't know. It's fair. I mean, there was like a full moon last night. I could see fine walking out down my driveway. So that's what I figured. Like I walked the dog at like 530 in the morning, which now is basically middle of the night, pitch black. I can see it's all right. It's quiet. There's less people around again. I I see no downsides. I, I feel like I'd probably be with you on that um, because I do love like just walking around anywhere city when it's quiet yeah just nobody else out there and then from i feel like the the main thing that i would miss would be i'm probably never going to see a tornado again ever because those more often tend to happen during the day um but i i if i had to choose something about like the photography side of things i do like shooting the nighttime stuff like auroras um milky way and then i would still have lightning at night so i could live with that oh yeah I definitely, I could see that. It would suck to not be able to see the tornadoes. Um, and I do like seeing like the clouds, you know, um, and cloud formations before storms and stuff like that. But I feel like the trade-off of shooting things at night, um, night scenes like in cities, night scenes uh, just like stars in the sky or sunsets or whatever, like, eh, it's about a wash. 
my my best storm chase from this year was when I left town at like eight thirty or nine o'clock. So yeah, you know. So this one I'm going to ask, although I feel like you are already there. But would you rather have a photographic memory or an IQ of two hundred? I feel like the latter probably already applies to you. Now, uh, I feel like a photographic memory would would probably aid me more because I'm okay being smart, but not like burdensomely intelligent. So uh, not just like smart. Obnoxiously smart to where you just don't want to be on this earth anymore. Uh, I think you get to 200. That's probably about where you're at. But at least if I had a photographic memory, I could like remember where I put stuff down. Like it's the small things. I would love that's that. True. And the older you get, the more that would come in handy. I will. I will tell you that. You would choose a 200 IQ between those two? No, I would definitely choose a photographic memory. Uh, yeah, I don't think being super smart really serves anybody. I don't think so. I just want to remember stuff. Um, you know, in some ways, because it's fun to prove people wrong, just be like, no, that's not how that is. I remembered it. So, uh, yeah, I think at a certain point, like you said, smartness becomes a burden more than a help. This one seems obvious. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? Nine inches, 11 feet. Uh, nothing's built for people who are 11 feet tall. Everything You're bashing your head into everything. You can't find clothes. Um, nine inches, you just get to get away with everything. Like, nobody knows. You You got to hide from predators. That's a bummer. But <laughs> like, uh, like chihuahuas are now predators. That's true. That's true. But again, I'm only going out at night. So, you know, like, I feel like I can kind of, you know, pick my battles. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to get stepped on. I'm going to get stepped on. Maybe you get like uh, with when the shorter you get, you get some other superpower. Like when you can't see your 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 sense of hearing picks up. Maybe when you're little, you're just spidey senses. Just nope. I think you're normal. You're just really you're nine inches tall. Yeah, I still want to be eleven feet tall. That just that sounds nope. All the jokes about well, what's the weather like up there and asking you if you play basketball and like I don't think but so. you could. But you know how good you'd be at pickleball. Like oh my gosh, I just stand. Stand would have no chance. Just bash stuff over the net. Get it right at Cody. What do you need from a photography standpoint? Like, I wouldn't have to worry about trees being in my way as much, uh, you know? You wouldn't have to worry about shooting over the heads of people because you're already heads and, t- and shoulders taller than them, so. Yeah. So you're picking See? 11 feet then. I would pick 11 feet. Um, assuming it doesn't come with the whole, like, the larger a person is, the shorter they live. Like, I don't want that because I, I don't want that. That's too dark. I feel like I could get along with being 11 feet tall because, like, I don't know, I can I can customize my house to make that okay whereas if i'm nine inches tall i can no longer help with children anymore uh that's a problem you're tom thumb uh, uh yeah and your dog is probably killing you at nine inches. oh he's gonna sit he's, he's gonna eat me he's gonna sit on you he's gonna think i'm a rabbit and he first he's gonna scream at me and then he's gonna stab my neck yeah I, I want to live um so i would choose the 11 feet because even an inconvenient life is better than being sat on by a dog all right well i'll i'll give you that one. Ooh, this is a good question given your love of groundhog day <clears throat> Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? Oh, I would do the same day thing for sure. Oh, yeah. For a year. Yeah, that sounds more fun. That's so doable. I mean, especially yeah. if you know there's an end in sight. Like, yeah. The whole Groundhog Day thing is like, is this forever? And like that existential dread. But if, if you just got like a countdown, I mean, whatever. Yep. I've done photography projects for 365 days. I can I can stick it out. And I think I would do, do exactly what he did. Like, yeah, I'd learn to play the piano and um, or an instrument or speak a foreign language or something like that. If you just knew that that's what you were doing, heck yeah. Yeah. 
I'd be 100% trying to game the system. Like, I would be finding lotteries that drew their numbers that day and then, like, figuring out some way to, like, put it in an account that could somehow be accessed outside of this weird realm where I'm stuck. Good call. Uh, Good call. I would turn it into a side hustle is what I would do. Like you do with most of your interests, trying to make money. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather win the lottery but have to spend it all in one day or triple your current salary forever? Good question. No, I'll triple my salary forever. Because you can't, if you win the lottery, as you just mentioned, what are the, the 900 gajillion dollars it is, there's no way you can spend that in one day. And then you just bought a bunch of stuff that you have and you have no way to like support the stuff. So you bought like 10 houses, but how are you going to pay the taxes? Nah, triple salary for life. That's a tricky one because the triple salary does sound like stable and responsible. <laughs> But <laughs> all words Evan hates. What, yeah. What is what is the definition of spend? Can I can, can I take that money and then just buy a bunch of stocks that have really good dividends and then just and then I live off of dividends? I yeah. I suppose that's a that's a very that's a very smart way of looking at it. If you spend means you can invest it in stuff like okay, I go out and I buy a huge piece of real prime real estate. If that's spending it, and then I just look for ways to develop it or whatever, or I buy that piece of real estate, go to uh, the contractors, and I'm like, okay, here's all the money. Now you got to build stuff or whatever. And then, yeah, might like, spend on the lottery too, because if it's a million dollars, I can put that towards some dividend stocks. Um, but ultimately, the amount that you're going to get back from that, you know, it's not going to be like life changing immediately. You'll probably get more uh, doing the triple salary thing. But if it's a four hundred million dollar lottery, then Different ball. I feel like that's different. Yeah. Yes. All right. Last question. Basically, what we're establishing is I'm I'm definitely the guy that wishes for a thousand more wishes. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to game the system no matter yeah. what you're looking for. You're looking for the the thing that they didn't consider and you're yep. gonna exploit it. I like it. Well, I can't take personality tests or anything. I just I look at the answers and I try to see what the results will be. Do you want, would you rather be able to swim underwater limitlessly or fly? What? Yeah. In a heartbeat. It's always fly. It's, I just, I apparently really want to fly. Just I've been in my reason. dreams, or I've yeah. jumped really high in my dreams. I can't ever seem to actually fly, but whatever. I think I've had a couple of them, and they were amazing, and um, it's just a better way to get around. Um, you know, no cars, you just fly places. Yeah. The, the photos that I could take of supercells. Oh, I mean... If you could figure out a way to also, you know, encapsulate yourself in something that would just make sure that you are safe the whole time while also being able to fly. Like, you could, like, fly up next to an airplane and, like, take pictures mid-flight. Be so cool. No need for drones. You are the drone. I mean, I'd put on a helmet, but I feel like past that and probably some kind of something to keep me warm. But you could just... You can go get one of those Iron Man suits that, like, people make for Comic-Con, and then you can just wear that and actually fly. And people will be like, how is that suit working? That's the one from Hasbro. Like, I, I don't know, man. I can't, can't tell you. Sometimes you just get the one that it's, uh, it's, it, it does more than what the packaging says. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Swing would be, uh, I don't know. Maybe it would be different if, if we lived remotely near an ocean. I don't, I don't really have the need to dive Pactola forever. Um, I've got <laughs> friends that dive. It looks interesting, but it also looks cold, dark, and dirty. Uh, so. Yep. I mean, I, I have scuba. No, I haven't scuba. I have snorkeled before. It's super fun. It's very cool. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't feel a need to do it like forever. I don't need gills and to live underwater to do it because I think the novelty would wear off 
pretty quickly. And then they get mad if you touch the sea turtles. So like, what's the point anyway? So I've heard I would have no experience or anything about, know anything about that. <laughs> Plus, if you, you know, say you are in Hawaii or something, I feel like the, the views flying around would be really tough to beat. Like, Wait. Exactly. You, know, you go to the top of a volcano, everybody else is having a miserable time hiking or, or whatever they're doing. I just think the things that you could see from up there that you would never even consider, like even in our town, just where in the neighborhood where I live, like popping up and being able to like look over all this empty space that's got like these gorges and these hills and all this stuff. Like, yeah, sign me up for that. I want to see that. Uh, okay. Would you rather never get a cold ever again or never be stuck in traffic ever again? <laughs> I saw that one and I thought about it. <laughs> I'm going to go never have a cold again just because yeah. traffic around here is fairly reasonable. It's like anything. It's an annoyance. But having a cold just feels like it just ruins about two weeks of your life and throws everything off and is annoying and so much tissues and it makes you it makes you realize that like you've taken your health for granted and right. then you feel guilty about that and then i get hyper aware of like washing my hands to the point where i start to feel like a hypochondriac and i'm like no i don't like this yeah. The no. traffic one is interesting and really tempting if you live somewhere like Denver. Yeah. Um, because I would love to go down to Denver on the weekend and just not have any traffic to deal with. Drive straight through town. Right. I bet it would take an hour less time from, from where we live to there. Yeah. Um, but again, the day-to-day -day in Rapid City, it's not going to save me. It's not going to save me that much. I mean, if you said no road construction, that might get kind of hard. No. <laughs> yeah, no road construction. <laughs> the legal stuff. This podcast and associated communications are intended to provide general information about tax, finance, investment, and other financial matters. Although Casey Peterson LTD has made every reasonable effort to ensure that the information provided is accurate, we make no warranties expressed or implied. Be aware that this is not a comprehensive analysis of the subject matter covered, but it is not intended to provide specific recommendations to you or your business. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantix planning partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Advantix investment services. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. These certain services are offered through licensed agents of Advantix planning partners. 3200 Olympus Boulevard, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantix entities are independent of and unrelated to CPS Financial Services, LLP. Although Avantix does not provide or supervise tax or accounting services, our financial professionals may offer these services through an independent outside business. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Why do I add baking soda to my pumpkin spice lattes? I don't know. I mean, why do you add baking soda to your pumpkin spice lattes? To make them even more basic. <laughs> 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 <laughs>